The Convention Collective at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. In the press room. Solar Opposites. Meet the showrunners. I'm Mike McMahon, I'm the co-creator of Solar Opposites and the co-showrunner with... Josh Mysell, one of the showrunners and one of the writers of Solar Opposites. And I'm Danielle Ulerich, I'm a writer and producer. And this is Joe Saunders, who's just showed up, who's also a writer hey, and producer Joe. on the show. <laughs> Not invited, but I can't You were in season three. <laughs> He's been on the whole time. He's been no, there. No, no, no. He was had a character named after him. Yeah, Joe oh, Sanders. Sanders. We were on the show. So they, laid, they made us change it to Sanders, but it was based and on Joe yeah. Sanders. I remember his name came up right as I heard his name. But they didn't cast. Okay. Danielle's name is the name we use for the family they meet on the vacation. That's right. And they're like, that name has to be so crazy. Yeah, that can't be a real that name. That can't be, possibly be a real name. <laughs> and then there was a character that wears a Josh hat. Josh wears a lot of hats, so we throw that in the show. The uh, Joe one actually started out as a bit in the room because he wasn't there, and we were like, "Let's just see if he's reading the notes every day." Yeah. We'll have this like character that gets like eaten alive. He gets right? literally eaten alive. <laughs> and then Joe comes in and he's like, "What? What did you guys get yesterday?" <laughs> and then it stuck. Uh, we were just talking with with Justin and then with each other that uh, season three of Solar Opposites is really just. A, I think takes the show to a new, a new level. I think we think it's the best season so far, honestly. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was really just a, a pleasure. What are what are uh, some of the challenges? What are some of the highlights of, of this uh, season for or working on the season? I suppose. You know, the I think like the headline, and then I'll let you guys kind of dig into it. Is the fun of Solar is we're always a couple seasons ahead on what we know we want to do at the wall. So like we know that season four is the wall is a Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy Cold War drama Next in the wall. Okay. Right? But we had known what we wanted to do with season three of the wall. Because we're getting to cosplay as serious drama writers for a minute. <laughs> yes. So, like, no one lets us do that real <laughs> The tough thing is incrementally growing the heart of the alien family and letting them become slowly more human, so to speak. Right. As they are living on Earth and experiencing stuff longer and longer. So, like, for me, season three was the most had the most heart of any of the seasons we've done so far. With also the craziest wall stuff and those 99 ships and the Well, 99 the ships, I ships. think, is, is the episode to me that really, for us, blows out the Schlorpian backstory and all yes. that stuff. And that was so much fun to do. Also, getting to turn in three pages of T-Rex kills and having <laughs> Josh look at me like, what? And I'm like, trust me, we have to kill a lot of aliens in yes. this episode. Uh, <laughs> and the, the with the perfect too. song choice. With the, oh, oh, so the ending of this season two, right, where they're, they're now stuck in this office, oh, was really important to us, yes. too. And it was it inspired with Mike's by the end of The Shield, FX is The Shield, that last scene where, where Vic is stuck in an office. And for season four, actually, for the first time, we're actually going to serialize that a little bit. So they'll be stuck in the office when they come up in season four. Those, that kind of stuff, you know, we loved doing, like, the lot, going one from one episode to the other in the line episode was like, our right. homage to the Seinfeld uh, Chinese food oh, yes. episode. And that was so much fun to do. Hulu's never told us no. Like, we are, we're like TV writers who have stumbled into this thing where we're never told no, and we can break the rules, and we can do crazy stuff all the time. 
And so we're constantly just seeing like, well, can we do this? Can we do this weird thing? Like, for the line episode, we literally had to ask Hulu to not like preview the next episode appearing over the credits kind of thing. And like, they've never said no to us because like, we keep coming up with this crazy like, you know, the wall, the silver cops, all of this world building nobody's asking for. <laughs> you know, a comedy show about aliens that drink piss. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that's that kind of like I, I describe it as like the more depth and thought out nature of it is like a cold plunge and then the aliens drinking piss and, and like shooting at each other with ray guns is like getting into the sauna and it's like you go back and forth and you don't get this weird kind of mix in any other show like that. Mm. Mm. I'm glad you guys liked this season oh yeah. Lo- loved it speaking of the season I've got a question about 99 chips yeah so throughout the episode where I'm gonna do mild spoilers I'm sorry so throughout the episode we're led to believe that um, this was from the current generation and then we we're supposed to believe that the one on earth right now is team 100 yeah but, you know, they're not. They're the team one of the new of the uh, new, three, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, my question is, though, that means there's one ship unaccounted for, right? So, basically, there's, there's thousands of ships that are unaccounted for. Because every planet that they're going to, if it turns into a shlur, can go off. Now, the question is, why are their planets getting hit by asteroids so often? <laughs> you know? And is there something behind that? You'll have to tune in to episode 99 for that, but, you know, but... For me, it's it's less the mystery of like the unaccounted for you know Scorpion group, and more the idea that Scorpions don't see themselves as this valatory, as this toxic kind of like seeding this plant life. That's kind of you know Marvel has like bad guy alien plants as well. Yes. Uh, um, I can't remember their name. They're called like the Crusadi or something. But like the idea that like the our Scorpion family don't think of themselves as bad guys, even though they know the pupa is going to destroy everything on Earth. Yeah. And that concept of being like, oh, will they ever see themselves as the bad guys and how will that change how they see themselves? And what is, you know, building out, like, obviously I love Star Trek too, so like, taking the show and starting in this little corner of America and building it out to the entire, like, galaxy was a really exciting moment for being like, what stories are we going to tell? Like, we could do a solar opposite story that just goes to a different planet with different Scorpion family whenever we want. And that's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> I particularly like the Space Cops uh, one as well. That comes back in a big way next year. Mike, we have like a three or four year arc that we will roar. That's why we cast someone like Karen Culkin for that, knowing mm-hmm. that just like within the wall with Sterling K. Brown, we wanted a great, serious, dramatic actor who was also hilarious that could, that could carry that for the next uh originally every year was going to have a different sci-fi dramatic serialized story and then we fell in love with the wall the first season when we were like well we got to keep going with the wall so we're gonna do genre changes with the wall and then after a couple seasons i was like okay we got more episodes because they upped us from eight into twelve and we were like let's do a special each year with a couple extra episodes let's just do both like let's have the wall and let's do some other serialized stuff let's build up the scorpion story and also have it be ludicrous the entire time so what do you think the next special is going to be? The next special is a Halloween special. Ooh. We're going to announce that at the panel tonight. In about an hour. In about an hour. Yep. are sealed. And it's very, very funny. It's the premise of it is that Corvo is scared of literally everything.
thing from Halloween. It's too spooky. Candy too corn, spooky. too spooky, too spooky. <laughs> um, we loved him saying too spooky instead yeah. of scared too. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've actually written the next special too that I can't tell you about for season four, but like. Which was also very inspired by our, our relationship specifically with that holiday in season Yes. And we just love holiday specials are a part of TV, you know? Yes. And like getting to play with that formula like we did with the Christmas special. The Solars let us break it, but also get to kind of do a fun one at the same time. So, like, that's what we just want to keep doing. Right. It was such a, a pleasant surprise seeing the Christmas one pop up. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, like, it's, so what, what, at first we loved the – one of the things we got so excited about, which is why we did The Wall, was we never – none of us had ever worked on a show that just dropped all at once. Yes. Like, you could binge. But now as we've gotten in a couple years, we still love that you can binge them, but we were feeling like, boy, you know, that once a week there is something great about that. And so the middle ground for us was doing specials. Yes. Right? Where now I think people would rebel if we did once a week because they're used to getting solar all at once. Right. But now we can have a special that comes a couple months later, you know, just to sort of... It's, it's not like me growing up being like, oh, you have this episode of The Simpsons? Here, I'll give you this one I have, and we'll make one VHS that ends up having as many... You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you get all of them, so like rewatchability and complexity and like... That's why it's always changing and it's always unexpected because it's like, we want you to watch it once or twice to have to get everything. Yeah. Right. Instead of it being like, you watch it, you're done, you move on to the next thing. Like, I want it to be like when I was like a kid and you would read that magazine and you'd be like, oh wait, there's a little comic in the margin here. Yes. I have to go and look at that. Like, all these little things and things and hidden treats, like the pupa doing something in the background or like Terry's shirts, all that stuff. Like, yeah. nobody's telling us we have to do that, but it's like... It's like extra stuff for right. every there's so much. There's so much in the, the set design itself, and in the, in the, in the, the, whether it's just uh, in, in the wall or just in, you know things like that. It's always something else to catch. Well, our our animators, our artists, color team, yeah. our artists, our every, every, our directors, our directors, they the work they do is truly unbelievable. Because remember, they signed on to do a show about dumb aliens. Yeah. yeah. You know, asked them to do a dystopian show set in a wall, and we're with a different theme. With a different theme, different actors, different everything. And we're now asking them to do a show with with uh, the shield in space. Yeah. And, you know, it really wasn't until we saw the wall first come back in color where we were like... Like, the color team decided to put Christmas lights so that it cast different tones of light on the wall. Like, the we've got artists, like, I've got artists from, from Star Trek Lower Decks that fight to get to come to solar and vice versa. Because, like, you get to do stuff you don't get to do on any other yeah. show in both a hard but like really rewarding way yes. and it's it's we, we kind of like, it's all based on Justin Roiland's art style, right? Like, his squiggly pupils, and it looks very like Rick and Morty, but like, we push his style to the absolute limit, where it's like being treated like a drama, it's being treated like a comedy, it's being treated like somewhere in between, and like, it's constantly changing, and sometimes the, the character designers and stuff are like, well, how the fuck are we supposed to do this? You know, and like, we work like the silverness of the silver cups, like we worked with them for a while to be like, it has to look really cool and edgy, but also still look like Justin could have drawn it when he got drunk. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that's just the that's that's where we live. That's the pocket we live in. 
Yeah. It was like, we're like Silver Hawks. Is that what the, the, the show Oh, uh, we can't yeah. say that that's, that's, that's well, like a really <laughs> <serious. laughs> No. I've never heard of that. I would say it's a pastiche of okay. many, uh, of Green Lantern-y, Green Lantern-y hockey things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot from a loving place. Of course. Of course. I'm certainly curious. It's going to be the last one. Okay. I'm definitely curious on Sagan's role in the show and how much of it you let him watch. Oh, I don't let him watch anything. In fact, he'll like, he'll like, so my son plays the pupa and he, oh, okay. the character was Great designed job, for him. I know. I'm like, he does this pupa scream. It's like, I can't even emulate it. It's like, ah, but it's so funny. And uh, when Justin and I originally were developing the show, we wanted to do this weird family. And I had, Sagan had just been born. And I was like, I really want a baby in the show. But what I didn't expect is that I would be so afraid of my own baby. <laughs> like, and, and, and that fear I didn't know was coming. So I wanted a baby that you loved, that you were afraid of. And Justin was like, and he's got to be like a dog. And I was like, and so we created this pupa that I'm like, I think the most fun character to write, like, Aisha Tiffany Haddish's character is a blast to write. She elevates everything. She is amazing. Because she's and like in the Star Trek four, computer, but funny. Yeah, in season four, she gets her own episode. Oh, wow. Fantastic. In a really good one, too. Yeah. And, Fantastic. But yeah, I love writing the pupa. Sagan, I get to take to the booth, and we have the entire season's worth of stuff. And out of context, I'll direct him to say the stuff. And then at the end of it, I'll just ask him questions, and we'll keep the mic running. And I'll let him ramble about kid stuff. Yeah. And then occasionally I'm like, I'll like say to the, the producer that's like on the other side of it, I'll be like, mark that. We need to figure out how to get that crazy kid thing into the show. And I think that's how we got Beyblades in the show. Yeah. yeah. How, old is, how old is your son? He's eight. As I think when we started, he was four. He does a great teenager. He does a yeah. great teenager. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud got, of him. Because he got older, that was kind of the inspiration for that story, too. I like, his so voice sad. started changing. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. maybe the pupa is getting older. My like first season pupa is a four, is a four year old. I know. Yeah. And, and fourth season pupa is an eight year old, and you hear the difference. And I'm like, no, stop getting older, please. I love you. And it's well, not he has a voice on Harry that's that's angling for the role now. <laughs> but it's like I think Sagan will keep being able to play the role. But it's almost like as a father, watching him grow and being like, wow, someday I'll actually let him watch this show, and he'll be like, what? <laughs> My kids are 13 and 11, and that they. <laughs> they watch it. Yeah. Oh no, it's not great. I'm a middle school teacher, and right now I'm like, I can't recommend this to my. It's, it's, it's too adult. It's too adult. Lower decks. But if they happen to watch, watch it, oh, haven't watched Lower decks. Okay. Okay. That's my son's able to watch Lower decks, and then he's like, okay. I'm not in this, right? I'm like, you're not in this one. Okay. I'm sorry. Well. Uh, do you guys want to sign? Signs and posters. Oh, sure. I mean, do you want great. us to ruin? It's got Justin's signature. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. Only improve it. Okay.